live on SEN Track. Welcome to Breakfast with the Kiwis. Kickstart your day of racing. Have breakfast with the Kiwis. Head to loveracing.nz. Good morning. Welcome to Breakfast with the Kiwis. Good to be back with you for another edition of the show. And with me, as always, is the CEO of Waikato Thoroughbred Racing, Butch Castles. Morning, Butch. How's things? Yeah, morning, Jordan. Looking forward to the weekend of racing, waiting for a weather bomb to hit New Zealand. They're already in the South Island. The Gore races transferred to Sunday. Rotorua already abandoned Sunday uh, in the expectation of biblical-style rain upcoming. Hopefully the Saturday meetings can get through before it arrives. And we've got uh, Tauranga and Awapuni this weekend. Yeah, as I say, they're the two meetings we hope to get through before too much rain arrives. Looks like they'll get some, but lots predicted on Sunday. We've got Bevan Sweeney coming up with us a little later on, but our first guest this morning is Opie Bosson, ready to preview his book of rides at Tauranga. Morning to you, Opie. How's things? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. G'day, Oak Butcher here. Looking forward to, to Tauranga tomorrow uh, as uh, well as you must be looking forward to next weekend, a big weekend, uh, Friday and Saturday, Mooney Valley and Hastings. Yeah, no, really looking forward to that. The, the mare seems to be flying and um, yeah, really quite excited. Mm, why wouldn't you be? Right, let's get through this weekend first. Two-year-old racing as they start to step out with an aim towards the Caraca Million in late January. It's been good at the trials, this bloke. Knowledge is power. You haven't ridden him, but I'm sure you've uh, had a sit on him in track work. Yeah, he's, he's a nice little colt. Um, he's, he's not big, but he's got, got a bit of speed and, and he does, does things quite professionally. So um, he, like he's done nothing wrong in his trials and his last trial was a nice win, so I'm, I'm picking he's He's be hard to beat. Mm, stable mate's probably the one to beat. She looked good at the trials as yeah. well, and those Tiakia two-year-olds always uh, ready to go. Right, race two. Gee, I reckon this is uh, a progressive sort of a, a filly or mare now. Pukatero, she's won uh, three of her last four or three from four, and looks like uh, she could be anything. Yeah, she 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 goes good. Um, she doesn't really want too much rain about, um, and uh, she's fresh up, so she. Um, she might might half half need the run, but um, she's a very very good galloper. Mm. Race three, another good galloper. What you wish for? I saw during the week he worked with uh, Tokyo Tycoon and matching motors with him wouldn't be bad work. Yeah, he um he he's a very good galloper. Um, got a lot of time for him. Um, doesn't handle wet ground, so if this rain comes, I'm not sure whether he'll run. But uh, if if the rain doesn't come about, he's going to be very hard to beat. I suppose uh, it starts to get to the point where these horses on a mission towards uh, guineas and the like, um, you sort of run out of runway a little bit, even if they don't handle too much rain, you're sort of in that position where you have to roll the dice occasionally. Yeah, like with, well, with him, I think there's another another option next week, but um, yeah, some, yeah, we've been running out of time to get to the guineas, you have to get the runs under the belt. Mm. One that will, that will handle it if the rain comes is the locally trained Gispoden in race number four. And uh, look, there's been a bit of money already for uh, Gispoden. The fact that uh, he handles uh, an off track probably helping with uh, those making early investments. But uh, he's a good galloper when he's right as well. And uh, he'll carry book weight with you on at 62, but he's simply better than them uh, if he was to bring his A game. Uh, yeah, for sure. He's a big drop back in class and. Uh, the, the, the only worry is uh, the 62 kilos, but um, he, on his home track and he gets through wet ground, so um, you'd, you'd think he'd be um, very competitive. 
as you point out, he's been racing in, in Wait for Age company as well. So he's been taking on the likes of the Skewwiffs and and uh, all of those good gallopers. And uh, look, this is a, a real drop in class. Yeah, it is. And he's, uh, he's been drawing outside gates in those races too. And um, so he gets a nice draw and should get a nice cosy run. Mm. Race number six, uh, this is a competitive uh, 2100 metre race, 65 over the 2100. And uh, you ride a horse by the name of Late to the Party, something that you can never be accused of. No, I always like to be on time, especially to a party. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Got good form uh, coming into this, was a good third last time. And uh, look, he's uh, one that won't mind if uh, the rain does eventuate. Yeah, I've ridden him once before on a wet track and he and he hit the line well. And, um, he, he, he's pretty consistent in that grade, so um, he, he's got to be thereabouts. Mm, and he's, uh, look, distance-wise, this is his pet trip. He's only won two races uh, from his uh, 29 starts, but both of them at 2,100 metres. So he gets conditions that should likely suit him down to the ground. Interesting ride, I thought, uh, in race seven for uh, Debbie Sweeney. Uh, Chattahoochee's won three, uh, two of its last three, was good last time. Uh, probably a strong race, but it might just drop away if that rain did come. Yeah, he, he seems to be in, in form. Um, only picked the ride up late, um, but uh, he, he seems to go on all, all sorts of tracks as well. So um, when, when he has one, he's been very impressive. He has indeed. And in the last uh, Ope You Ride uh, Girls Light Up, she's ultra consistent, uh, this mare. She's uh, placed in her last two, 1,400, gets up to the mile. Uh, by then, if that uh, rain has come, it could be a bit of a test. But, gee, she just uh, seems to give her all and never goes a bad race. Yeah, she's very consistent. She's uh, she's only small, but she does try hard. Um, and a little bit, of, little bit of moisture around is not, not going to hurt her, so... Um, we'll just have to see how chopped up the track is by, by the last race of the day, but um, no, I'm sure should be should be a chance. And getting up to 1,600, the way she's been running her races out, wouldn't uh, give the impression that would worry you too much either? You wouldn't think so. She's a nice, relaxed horse as well and um, puts herself in the race. So hopefully soft and cosy run and uh, get the chocolates. Talking uh, with our Australian listeners, talking about uh, heading across Imperatrice, seems to have a real affinity with the valley. You went on her there back in, was it March or, or April, thereabouts. Uh, she gets back to the valley. She, she was devastating, fresh up, and uh, you'd be champing at the bit to get back across there and ride her. Yeah, she's, um, she's quite exciting. She's, I've never seen her come up so well. Um, she, she feels great before she'd been over and um, is doing everything perfect and not, doesn't have all those niggling little problems that she usually has, so... Um, no, she's very exciting this time. No, I honestly think she's come up uh, the best she's ever had. And look, Skewiff uh, was a good uh, Group 1 winner uh, of the uh, Tarzino. Wonderful to get that for the Waikato Stud team and, and uh, Mark, uh, who you've had a long association with. And now she heads across the Tasman. And on what we've seen, this preparation, uh, she'll be awfully competitive over there as well. Yeah, she's really stepped up this uh, this season. She's just got a little bit uh, mature mentally and physically. So um, now she's racing really well. And uh, I've rode her an exhibition gallop during the week, and she felt great. And just had a nice look around uh, between races. So um, she, she's on the right way. 
right from when she trialled here on the 1st of August, I, I remember that day you got off on, you were just shaking a he- your head as to how much she'd improved from that three-year-old through to her four-year-old year. Yeah, she has just improved stacks. And like the, the, the worry was with her, her brain, was she was a little bit loose. So, um, yeah, she's just uh, taken yeah. a bit of time. And, um, and, and I think she's things starting to fall into place for her. So she's starting to get quite relaxed and doing things a lot better. Mm, for sure. Right, all right. Thanks uh, for your time. Good luck at Tauranga. Let's hope that rain only comes after the last or uh, not too much of it anyway. And uh, thanks for joining us and uh, good luck. Uh, thanks, Butch. Thanks for having me. Opie Boston with us here on Breakfast with the Kiwis. Always a pleasure to have him on. We'll take a break here on the show. We'll have Bevan Sweeney up next to join us on the program. Of course, you can podcast the show at sen.com.au uh, or through the NZTR channels as well. It's all available there for you. Uh, with all of our racing content right across Australia and New Zealand. We'll take a break, and Bevan Sweeney is up next. You're listening to Breakfast with the Kiwis. Loveracing.nz, your home of New Zealand thoroughbred racing news, previews, reviews, profiles, and more. Welcome back to Breakfast with the Kiwis. Jordan Canella, Sam Butch Castles with you, having a look ahead to the weekend of racing. And Butch, we're going to have a look at the Alpuni meeting coming up this weekend uh, on a, uh, well, the first race, race number one, 1,400 metres. Uh, Pegau, the number six, goes in as favourite. Frank the Tank and She's Unusual also up there among the favourites. What do you like from race number one tomorrow? Yeah, we can't get hold of uh, Bevan, so we'll have to uh, fumble our way through. I thought Frank the Tank was the one to beat. Just did a bit wrong on the corner last time on the home track at Waverley. He's only had the two starts, ran fourth on debut, and then second gets Michael McNabb in the saddle. So Frank the Tank on top for me. Uh, Pigar has shown plenty of ability, uh, rounded out last preparation in good place form, and has had the benefit of one run back, so it's an obvious there's been a bit of uh, money for the 10, our Sassy Ann, so might be worth keeping an eye on. It's been fourth uh, at its last start, third the start before, so there and thereabouts. But I did think Frank the Tank would uh, be the one to beat in race one. Race number two, the 1,400-metre benchmark 65 handicap. It's Pepeha number four uh, as the favourite, but O'Reardon, Spencer, and also Miss uh, Pamela also uh, among the uh, among the top uh, favourites. Who have you got here? Yeah, didn't mind uh, the uh, O'Reardon here, number six, Michael McNabb. But again, tipping him to have a big day from the Benna Winyard teams in the markets. Had two runs this prep, sixth on both of them. So uh, thought that it would be hard to beat. Uh, Pippi Ha, yes, uh, this is probably easier than last time at Hawke's Bay. Drawn one. Whether that's uh, ideal or not, it'll just depend how much of this, this rain they've had by the time we get into the card at Awapuni. And uh, look, you can't beat winning form and Miss Bell. She'd run third on four occasions before winning at her last start. Jim Chung claims three kilos, and so she gets down to 53 and a half, number 11. So I gave her a shout to in the race as well. But did think, think number six, O'Reardon, in race two. Race number three at Aopuni, over 1,100 metres. Number eight, Idyllic. Number two, Papa Surf. And number one, Strides. All seem to have a, a pretty clear hold on this race here. Uh, with uh, with them being the clear favourites. Yeah, Dillick's really short. Did win uh, when last seen in a fresh state. Drawn one, Lisa Allpress, Kevin Gray. So the old firm uh, reuniting there. Lisa did her apprenticeship with Kevin. And uh, when she rides for him, certainly worth taking notice of. This one's $3 into two seventy. So there has been money for the eight 
idyllic in saying that. Seems so scratched that had money. Papa Surf was the modicum of uh, some strong support, medium of some strong support uh, at its last start at Wanganui, where it was able to win. Stays in the grade, stays in rating 65. Always hard to beat when they get a second run in 65, and it's had money from 420 into $3.80 again. Jim Chung claims the three kilos, so that will be of benefit. And number one, Strides is, uh, was really impressive uh, resuming when winning. Uh, the three runs since have been okay only, but uh, look on the strength of what we saw uh, when it resumed would be a chance. But probably the two, a pup, a smurf, and the eight idyllic, the ones to beat in race three. Race number four, the 2,200 metre. Number one, Barzetti goes in as favourites, but at number 13, Rosie Licious not far behind with number five, the Finster. And number four, Richter all up in the top lines of betting. Yeah, just thought this was a tricky race. Barzetti is racing well. Matthew Eels, home track at Awapuni's run second and third at its last two. Always consistent, so you'd need to have it in combinations for sure. Yes, uh, there's uh, money for Rose Alicious. She's racing well as well. It's run uh, third, third and second at its last three start. Didn't mind none so bad. Money for this one, 21s into 16s. I think the money will continue to come for number 12, none so bad. Hard to follow, form 0-4-0, but if it does put its best foot forward, it uh, can be competitive in a race like this, That which in all honesty is uh, not overly strong. So, yep, Barzetti probably the safe play each way, number one at uh, 3.30 and 160. The first leg of the quaddy race, number five. Uh, number five, Jerry Coop uh, leads the uh, leads the favourites. Number three, Cocktail Lad. And number seven, Chambella are the three favourites in race five. Yeah, good little uh, race to start the quaddy. This, uh, plenty of chances, particularly uh, with uh, a weather watch uh, on this one. Jerry Coop, yes, racing well. Jonathan Parks to do the riding. Uh, Chiambella uh, for Clinton Isdale's had the two runs back. Was a good second last time. Ran fifth resuming second last time. Uh, gets up to a distance that will uh, be much better. 2100. So it's in the shout. Bury the Cash, the last start winner of the Grand National Hurdle uh, is 31 into 21. And look, if that rain had really come by uh, race five on Saturday at 3.08, as I say, the band tip to come across New Zealand, then uh, bury the cash would be a chance because uh, the tougher it was, the more of a, a slug it and uh, knock them down and drag them out sort of a contest it was, then bury the cash would come into it with no weight and Tamara Tyaroa doing the riding. So, yeah, tough race to sort out. You need a bit of a spread in the quaddy, uh, but uh, I thought maybe Jerry Cooper in the market. Lurid would be hard to beat if it was anywhere near peak fitness. Loves uh, it when the rains come and gets the two kilo claim. Tough race to start the quaddy. Race number six, there's two standout favourites here. The uh, Alan Sharrick trained horse, Darcy LaBella, number one, and also number four, Old Town Roads. Uh, seem to have a pretty big gap on the rest of the runners in terms of the uh, the, the favourites. Yeah, she's the best horse in the race by a minute, uh, Darcy LaBella, and that's why she's got the 62 kilos. He's using Tony Davis to claim down four to 58. She was a little bit uh, substandard in the Waikato stud Foxbridge plate. We expect so much of Darcy LaBella. She's got a phenomenal win ratio. She's won 11 from the 18 times to the races. There has been money for her, $3 into $2.70. That'll be on people recognising the class alone that she brings to this race. So she's clearly the one on top for me. Yes, Old Town Road, racing in good form, claims down to 54 kilos, so still going to get uh, four kilos from Darcy LaBella, and uh, that may well be telling, particularly if it's become a bit tougher later in the day. Is that so? Has had 
had money for Clinton Isdale and Michael McNabb, uh, but really it does look uh, a race into Darcy Labella and Old Town Road and be great to see if she could get back to her best. She, as I say, is a high-quality race mare. Race number seven, over 1,600 metres, group three. Uh, there's, it's a bit more open, this one. Race um, horse number five, ladies' man. Number four, Bellardo Boy. And number eight, Cork are the three favourites. Yeah, good race. Really good race, uh, this, with uh, Just Ask Me at the top. We know how good he is. He's got 60 and a half kilos. But, again, if it was a bit of a slog, uh, he couldn't be ruled out. Penny Wicker, the Jewel Oaks winner of last season, had that run at Hawke's Bay resuming, was outpaced over 1,400 metres on what was a good track that day. It's going to be a totally different kettle of fish Saturday, 1,600 metres on what should be a rain-affected track. So she's 15s into 9s. So plenty of people in the wire wrapper are saying... That uh, Jim Wallace has been able to tighten the screws on Penny Wicker and get her somewhere near that top form. Ladies' man, uh, justified as favourite. Very good run last week in uh, running second at uh, New Plymouth, uh, hitting the line strongly behind Mustang Valley. So he's backing up uh, week in, week out. Uh, ladies' man, he's got to get some miles into his legs. He's still a plan and a dream to head to the first Tuesday in November in Melbourne and uh, safely through this one he'll head to the Livermore and then on to Melbourne is the plan if he goes well in the Livermore so he's got to be afforded a, a good chance in the race and then a couple of the lightweight uh, runners with the chances number eight Cork uh, seeing her for the first time since running second in the Winter Cup and kick-ons had money from 14s into 11s but did think uh, ladies man and of course Winter Cup winner Bellardo boy there would love it if it Reigns. Did think ladies man the one to beat uh, from the Sharrock stable uh, particularly if the rains come and a real watch on the high class mare Penny Wicker with the fact there's money 15s into 9s. And at the last race number 8 uh, horse number 3 Devastate is the favourite uh, number 5 Syndicato number 7 Dis is Dramatic and number 8 King of Hearts as well as at number 12 My Zoe all seem to be uh, among the favourites who have you got here in race number 8 here Butch? Yeah, good way to finish the card. Good competitive race uh, to round it out. Devastate, definitely a chance. Travelling down from the Cambridge stable of Andrew Forsman. Uh, it was uh, good enough to win in stakes company as a three-year-old. It's won three from five on soft ground and one from three on heavy track conditions. So that's four from eight on rain-affected going. And uh, that'll give him a good chance in the last uh, money, as you said, uh, for the likes of My Zoe. So uh, Lisa Allpress for Wayne Marshment there. Uh, My Zoe uh, was a good second at its uh, last start. And uh, look, I gave King of Hearts fresh up a chance uh, as well for Thomas Russell and Michael McNabb. Good competitive way to round out the day. I think you'll need to devastate on your quaddy ticket, but you might need a few others as well. We only saw Syndicato once last preparation. Back from Sydney, Royden Bergeson now trains, and he was devastating and winning in a fresh start. Freshened up again, and uh, if he is anywhere near his best, then he'll be hard to beat uh, as well, number five, Syndicato. But I was in the camp of three, Devastate for the last. Butch, to close out, who have you got among your best bets for the weekend? Oh, gee, I thought ladies' man would be hard enough to beat uh, in the feature. It is really going to be a watch and see on that weather, how much of that rain comes during the afternoon at both Tauranga and Awapuni because uh, there are, they are tipping plenty of rain. Sometimes it can get held up and not quite get there. As we heard from Opie, he's got a smart two-year-old in the first at Tauranga. Uh, knowledge is power and uh, what you wish for the three-year-old with tons of ability, but the real weather watches on those. Excellent stuff. Butch, uh, well handled, and we'll catch up again next week. Good man.
Butch Castles, the CEO of Waikato Thoroughbred Racing with us here on Breakfast with the Kiwis. That's it for our edition of this week's show. Make sure to tune in again next week or podcast the show at sen.com.au or through the new uh, the NZTR channels. We'll see you again same time, same place next week.